Well, good morning, church. Here we are again, and we have survived week one of the lockdown. And so I don't know about you, but we would love to hear how your week was. How did you cope with new routines? I think some of us who have been working from home probably is getting used to it. Um, but those of you who are trying to do homeschooling, you have got our praise with you. And um, hey, we would love to hear how you are doing. We miss you. We miss gathering in person, but we praise God for the technology. And so we're excited because this is our new platform. This is our second message. Um, and, you know, we're still trying it out and, and feeling our way through all of this new technology. So we are very glad that you have tuned in this morning. The message will be available again afterwards on our YouTube channel. Um, and if you, if you have logged on this morning on, on the new uh, .church platform, there's a, a chat function. So we want to invite you. We would love to hear if God is doing anything amazing in your life. So let us know about any praise reports, because remember that your praise report is encouraging someone else's faith to expect God to do the same thing in their life. Amen. And we also want to pray with you. We want to hear how you are doing. Um, you know, send us your prayer requests. There's also a private chat function. So our team is online as I'm bringing the word. And so we would love to connect with you. Um, really, as a church, we, we don't believe that this is a time that we should isolate, but we should as the Bible says, never neglect um, the coming together, the meeting together. And so we want to hear from you. And then also, I'm going through all the administration first before we get to the good of the word. And so I want to let you know there's a give button on top as well. So when you click on there, it'll take you straight through to our website with our banking details. And we want to encourage you. You know, we are a small church. It's only seven or eight Sundays in that we were having church before the lockdown started, but we still are trusting God to grow our church in this season. We are still believing that the Lord is going to give us incredible opportunities to still preach the gospel here in Vintuk in Namibia, to still be preparing for all the vision he's given us. And so we want you to partner with us and continue to trust the Lord as we keep sowing into the kingdom that he's going to continue expanding. He's going to accelerate. And we really believe that even in the season of lockdown, God's word is going to go forth and the kingdom is going to be built and established in Jesus' name. Amen. And then I also want to let you know the notes for this, uh, for the word this morning is on Vision. Those of you who have been in our services, we use that. That's a great Bible app on your phone and you can follow all the scriptures. If you're not taking notes yourself, which is always a good idea, you can go and find those notes uh, it will be under events and you can just search Living Word Vintage for those. And then we also want to encourage you. So neither Johannes nor myself has the gift of worship. So otherwise we would have tried to sing for you over our video. But we want to encourage you. Try and make this time on a Sunday morning like a real church experience in your home. If you're living by yourself or whether you've got a family with kids, it doesn't matter. You can still put on your worship music. You can create a playlist on YouTube. You can grab your phone with iTunes or you can put in a CD or a DVD. But we want to encourage you. Um, spend the time in God's presence, in worship. You can do it before or after this word. And just spend time together worshiping the Lord. Because there's something supernatural that happens when we just put our perspective upwards and we focus on Jesus in this season. Because I think it can be so easy for us to get into a routine of almost apathy, of almost, you know, lethargy and, and forgetting that, hey, we can actually go into the presence of the Lord even within this lockdown, even within our home. 
and um, I encourage you. I even sometimes put on worship uh, when I'm, you know, in the bathtub or in the garden or if I'm doing the dishes. Um, just keep worship, keep that atmosphere of faith charged up in our homes because when this is all over, we are going to be faced with a massive, massive change in the way that we are going to do church, in the way that we are going to disciple people. So we need to be ready. Amen. Let's use this time to prepare. Let's use this time to get into the word um, and make ourselves strong in the spirit because we are going to need it. But before I go into the sermon, I just want to pray for you this morning. So I pray that you've got a cup of coffee, that you've got your Bible and a notebook, dog, cat, bird, whatever you've got at home. Um, if it's just you by yourself, um, I just want to pray with you this morning. Father, we thank you for this incredible opportunity, Lord, that we can still gather as your children. We can still gather whether we are just in Vintuk or whether we are all over the world. We can be connected through technology. And your word says, Lord, that where there are two or more gathered under your name, there you are among us. So Jesus, Holy Spirit, I ask that you will manifest yourself in every home this morning. Lord, as we are gathering, Lord, I pray that you would fill every home with your presence. And wherever people are now, Lord, whether they are still in bed or whether they are sitting on the stoop or whether they are in the living room, as a family, alone, it doesn't matter, you are with us. You are with us. So Holy Spirit, come, Lord. Come, Father, and fill this place with your presence. Lord, I thank you that you are always present. And we never need to fear. Because you are always with us. And so I pray, Lord, that every person under the sound of my voice would feel your peace. And would feel your presence right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Come on. I love this. I could do this all day, but we have a time limit. And so I'm going to get straight into the word. Um, and so last week, last week, Sunday, we spoke about Ephesians 6 and we spoke about the shield of faith. If you missed it, it's on YouTube or there's a podcast on, uh, now I've forgotten where it's on, but there will be a link and I will send it to you. Um, but we spoke about the shield of faith in Ephesians 6. And we spoke about the fact that we are actually in a spiritual battle. Okay, as Christians, the moment we give our hearts to the Lord and we enter into his kingdom, you better know that you are in battle. But God has not left us without spiritual weapons. And so I want to start by just reading Ephesians 6 again. So you can join me in your Bibles. If you've got it, you can scroll there, you can turn there. And we're going to go through Ephesians 6 verse 10 to 18. Okay, verse 10, it says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the vials of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Verse 13, therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Verse 14, stand therefore, having girded the, your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, having shot your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. And above all, we spoke about this last week, verse 16, above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. And verse 17, And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, 
which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplications for all the saints. For all the saints. Okay, church, it's very important that we understand in this season that we are in a spiritual battle and it's not a time for us to lay low. It is a time for us to push forward into the kingdom of light. It is a time for us to take God at his word, to go deeper. And, you know, you might be saying to me, well, Marissa, you don't have 10 children at home. I realize that and I believe God has got grace for you in this season. I'm not saying spend seven days a week, 24 hours, you know, in lockdown, in the word and prayer. If you can do that, by all means, do it. But whatever you do, whatever time you have, I want to encourage you in this season, make time for the Lord like you've never done before. Spend time in his presence, spend time in his word. And we're going to speak today about a topic that I'm very passionate about, and that is the word of God. He says, take up the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God in verse 17. And I get passionate about this. Why? Because firstly, our name as a church is Living Word. Okay, we believe that this Word of God is actually alive. We don't believe this is just a book that we read. We don't believe this is something we put on the shelf and, you know, it gathers dust and we take it out on Easter and we take it out at Christmas when, you know, it seems appropriate. No, no, no. This is something we live on daily. This is daily bread. This is something that we need to meditate on day and night. This has got the power to save our souls. And so this morning, I just want to awaken your thirst and your hunger for the word of God, because this is the lifeline that God has given us. He's taken away everything else. Or let me, let me put it this way. God has not done this, but he can use this season with everything that's been taken away from us, except the word of God, except the truth and the power of the gospel that is contained in the pages of, of this book. And, you know, I, I want to speak about the power of the word of God this morning. And there's many areas across the world where people are actually being persecuted. People are being killed. For what crime, you ask? Well, for the distribution of this book, for the distribution of the Bible. People are willing to risk their lives for this book. And for some of us, you know, we've got so much dust on the 10 Bibles we have at home, you know, that we forget sometimes the power that is contained in God's word. People are actually risking their lives. I remember when we were on an outreach, um, a few in Malawi with our Levenavurt Karp family. And I remember when we would have the privilege of handing out the word in their local dialect, in their local language of Chichewa. People would fight us for those Bibles. And sometimes we could only bless people with one Bible in a home and they would all have to read together every night. They were forced to read together every night um, because there was only one person being able to read the word because there was only one Bible in the whole house or maybe in the whole community. And so, you know, there was a study recently by the, or it, it was probably a, a few years ago by the Barna Group which suggested that 82% of American Christians, or Americans, 82% of Americans, professed that they were Christians. But only three quarters of them said that they believed that this book, the Bible, the Word of God, was actually their go-to place for wisdom and for guidance for their life. And I don't know about you, but that is a very scary thought. If we have got the majority of Christians in the world saying that they don't believe that the Bible is the 
resource and the place that they go to for wisdom and for counsel and for direction, then that is probably why we are not seeing a lot of power in a lot of places in the church around the world. You know, have you ever thought about that? And I believe this is a season, this is, this is an appointed time for us to, to catch a wake-up church. We need to be in the Word of God. What are, we, what are we using our time for? What are we spending our time on? Do we know the Word of God? Because I believe we need a Word and Spirit revival in our nation. Actually, in the nations around the world. Because I've, written, I've, I've looked at, at some research and the most powerful revivals in history had very clear proclamation and application of the Bible, of the Word of God. If you remember in Acts, Peter came out of the upper room completely filled by the Holy Spirit. And that first sermon he spoke was saturated with the Word of God, with the Word from, from the prophet uh, Joel and from the Psalms. And when God sent spiritual awakening to Ephesus, the Bible actually says in Acts 19 verse 20, that the Word of the Lord grew mightily and prevailed. And that was when we saw the birth of the early church. The Word of the Lord grew mightily and prevailed. And so, man, I get passionate about this subject because we are in war, okay? We are in a battle. And so you know that when you go into a battle, you cannot go unarmed. You cannot go without your weapons. And this is our weapon, church, the Bible, the sword of the Spirit. This is what we fight with, okay? We can't stay defeated. We need to be in the Word of God. This is our answer. And so I want to encourage you this morning. I really believe that this is a season where God is preparing His church. Are we ready? We all pray for revival. But are we ready for revival to come? Are we ready? Are we filled with the Word? Are we being discipled by the Word of God, by our local churches, our local pastors and teachers, prophets, evangelists? Are we being discipled by people so that when the waves of of new people, new sons and daughters coming into the kingdom of God, are we ready to receive them? Are we ready to disciple them? Are we ready to train them up in the word of the Lord? We need to be ready. Amen. And so this morning, I just want to highlight a few things. Um, it's a challenge for me to do it short, but I will try. Um, I want to speak five points and five reminders. These are things that we know, but but maybe this morning I can... I can share something that the Lord might just use to refresh and awaken something new in you. I want to remind you, number one this morning, that the Word is God Himself. Listen to what it says in John 1 verse 1. In the beginning the Word already existed, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God. And in verse 14 it says, the Word became human, the Word became flesh, and He made His dwelling among us. Folks, this word is Jesus himself. So many times I hear people say, well, I don't hear the Lord's voice or I don't know how to get into his presence. Well, this is Jesus himself. The word is Jesus. And so, you know, just start by spending time in his word. You know, don't put pressure on yourself to now have, you know, the world's 10 most latest revelation. Just spend time in the word. Start in the book of John and read about God's love for us. God's love for you. Be reminded in this season that He loves you. You are a beloved of the Most High God. Amen. It's Jesus Himself. Everything in the Word reveals Jesus. From Genesis right through to Revelation, we see a picture of Jesus. And the more we dig in, the more revelation we will receive. 
the more we will come to a place where we will understand who he is. And as we get to know him, we begin to know ourselves. We begin to see who we are, who God has called us to be. Spend time with Jesus, spend time in the word. Number two, the word is life. Listen to this. 2 Timothy 3 verse 16 to 17 says the following. All scripture is inspired by God and it is useful to teach us what is true. Amen. And to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and it teaches us to do what is right. And God uses it to prepare. Everyone say prepare. God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. And so we see here that the word of God is inspired by God himself. He used men to write it, but he breathed upon them through his Holy Spirit. Okay, this is God's breath. This is God's own word that he's speaking to us. I pray that we will remember that when we read the word. Jesus said in John 6 verse 63, the very words I have spoken to you are spirit and life. Spirit and life, Jesus' words. And the word life is Zoe, which means the God life, life breathed by God. Number three, God's supernatural word, and this is the one I want to stand still on if time allows. God's supernatural word has the ability to perform in the natural world. I'm going to repeat that. God's supernatural word has the ability to perform in the natural world. What am I saying? Jeremiah 1 verse 12 says the following. I am actively watching over my word to fulfill it. This is the Lord speaking to Jeremiah. I am actively watching over my word to fulfill it. You know, when we receive a prophetic word from the Lord or we receive a promise from the Bible for our life or for the season that we are in, we need to remember that God is watching over his word to fulfill it. Amen. We need to be constantly reminding ourselves of the prophetic word over our life. We need to be speaking that word even if we don't see it in the natural. Why am I saying that? The Bible says in Romans 4 verse 17 that this is what prophecy also is. It says we need to speak to those things that be not as though they are. And I'm passionate about this because I feel like so many Christians do not believe that the words that they speak the, the, the words that they speak from the word of God releases power in the supernatural realm. We may be speaking it just like God spoke the earth into creation. He said, let there be light and there was light. The same way, you know, the Bible says in Proverbs 18, 21 that the power of life and death is in the tongue. What we speak, we create. What we speak will happen. It will manifest. So we can choose whether we speak life God's words, or whether we speak death over our situation, over our nation, over this current state of affairs that we are seeing all across the world. You know, um, Jeremiah 103, oh no, sorry, Psalm 103 verse 20 says the following, Bless the Lord, you his angels, you mighty ones who do his commandments, obeying the voice of his word. Church, be, be reminded there's an angelic realm, an, an army of angels who are waiting for the voice of the word of God. They are waiting to hearken to the voice of his word. But who needs to speak the voice of his word? Yes, God speaks and we don't speak to angels. God speaks to his angels. He commands them. But God has given us the power of life and death in our tongue to confess the word, to speak the word out loud so that our angels can go to work. 
They are on assignment. Okay, and where is the scripture for that? Well, I'll give you one because we don't have a lot of time. Daniel 10 verse 12 says the following. This is the angel speaking to Daniel after he was praying three times a day. Don't be afraid, Daniel, for from this day that you had set your heart on understanding this and on humbling yourself before your God, your words were heard and I have come in response to your words. This is the angel saying to Daniel, you have been praying, you have been speaking the word of God and since you started speaking, it was activated in the supernatural realm and I have come in response to your words. Church, we need to be speaking the word of God. I cannot, I cannot encourage you enough. I have this little booklet, The Secret Power of Speaking God's Word from Joyce Meyer. Um, yes, this is a little plug for, for, for her, but this is a powerful little book and, and all it is is just scriptures from the word of God for every area of your life, for your health, for finance, for family, for relationships, for every emotion under the sun, um, whatever it is that you need God's word, God's truth on in this season. Um, it's, it was collated into this little book and, and she says there that um, instantly I knew in my spirit that I needed to start confessing God's word. She was speaking of a time where she found herself that the Holy Spirit convicted that she was always speaking negative things over her life. And so she stopped doing that and then the Lord said to her, you might have stopped speaking negatively, but you haven't replaced it with speaking the word. And so she said she started taking scriptures. Every promise in the word that she could find that was applicable to her life, she took it, made it her own, and then she started confessing God's word out loud twice a day. Because Romans 4 verse 17, like we said, God speaks life to the dead and calls non-existent things as if they already existed. I began calling those things that did not yet exist into my life by confessing God's word daily. We need to open our mouths, church. She speaks here of the example of Goliath. You cannot defeat Goliath with your mouth shut. You know, David in Samuel 17, he walked right up to Goliath and he prophesied and he told him exactly what is going to happen. And so I just believe that there is a huge power in this. We just created a group on our Facebook page, Living Word Vintuk, and we called it the Living Word uh, Namibia Sisterhood. Because I received a prophetic word right before we started this church um, from a lady in South Africa who said to me, the wave of the Holy Spirit is coming. The wave of revival is coming, but you need to start preparing your people. You need to start getting the woman to pray, to declare the word of God. And so we started this, and for the 21 days of lockdown, and who knows, we'll maybe continue it, we are going to be constantly confessing the word of God. We are going to be declaring. We pray, we look at a scripture, we meditate on it, and then we declare it. We speak it into the supernatural realm so that it can manifest in the world that we see around us. Church, I pray that we will get the power of God's word this morning. Isaiah 55 verse 11 says that your, um, so my word will be which goes out of my mouth. It will not return to me void, useless, without result, without accomplishing what I desire, and without succeeding in the matter for which I sent it. Okay, God's word will not return void, but we need to know it and we need to speak it. Number four, God's word will give us wisdom and direction. Psalm 119 verse 105 says, Your word is a lamp to guide my feet. Your word is the lamp. 
to guide my feet and a light for my path. And then in Joshua 1 verse 8 it says, you need to study this book of instruction. What is the book of instruction? The Bible. Continually meditate on it night and day so that you will be sure to obey everything written in it. And only then, I'm going to say only then, will you prosper and succeed in all you do. And as a church at Living Word, our mission is to become passionate doers of the Word of God. We believe that we need to be passionate doers so that we can see God's kingdom manifest. And our last point um, before, before we come to a close is number five, God's Word can heal us. And I believe this is a huge word in this season for all of us where we might not necessarily be together, where we can lay hands on one another, where I can anoint you, where Johannes can anoint you as spiritual elders and leaders of our church. Um, but God's word says in Psalm 107 verse 20, he sent out his word and healed them. And I want to remind you this morning, I really felt like God wanted to touch anyone who's got sickness in their body and you feel Whatever it is, you know, if it's the coronavirus that you've been tested with, if it's a flu, if it's a headache, if it's cancer, if it's diabetes, whatever it is, whatever has been spoken over you, I want to speak the word of God over your life and over your body this morning. And I pray that wherever you are sitting at home, just like the centurion who said to Jesus, I'm a man of authority myself. If you only speak your word, my servant will be healed. And Jesus said that he was marveled at the centurion's faith. I want to speak God's word of healing over you this morning. And I want to command healing into every part of your body, every cell from the top of your head to the bottom of your feet. And I pray that as you are sitting there and as you're watching um, this video this morning, I want you to touch whatever part of your body has, is sick um, or what has been infected or what has been spoken over you. And I want you to declare the word of the Lord over yourself this morning. Say, I am healed by the stripes of Jesus. He sent his word and he healed me in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would touch every person under the sound of my voice this morning. And we just declare supernatural healing, health and life in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Well, church, that's all the time we have this morning. We've got limited recording time. And I pray that this word has blessed you this morning. I pray that it will inspire you to continue to go deeper into the word of God. Because this word contains power, it contains life, and it is the power to save our souls. And just know that Johannes and I are with you. We are praying for you. Please contact us, get in touch with us. Let us know if there's any way that we can help you practically. If you are in need, we want to get our community as small as we are to come together to support one another. Stay in touch with each other. Um, give each other encouraging words. Pray for one another. Um, and just know that we are here for you. And we are praying for you. And I just pray a blessing over you and your family this morning. And um, join, uh, join in worship afterwards. Get that YouTube list going. And uh, we, just, we just know that God is going to bless you. And God is going to do great things in your life in this season. In Jesus' name. Be blessed. And we'll see you again soon.